0: Listen up. Pre-register now for the Fantasy 101, a three-week live seminar with Chris Jakes. You're not going to want to miss this. For additional information and to register, visit fantasysportsstudios.com. The Flex Max Draft Pack includes individual player rankings from all Fantasy Sports Studios analysts, Preseason and in season strategies. Sleepers and bust for 2018. Welcome to the Flex. Yeah. Let's be special. Let's be strong. Let's smell clean from the top. Now broadcasting from the Fantasy Sports Studios, here are your hosts of the flagship podcast, Chris Jakes and Jeff Kelly. Welcome
1: in to the Flex Fantasy Football Podcast. Chris Jakes, and pleased and honored to be joined by the fantasy voice of God, Kevin. The fantasy voice of God, Casey. Kevin, welcome to the show. How you doing, brother? (laughs)
0: <laughs> I'm doing really good, Chris. Thank you for uh, such a great introduction, great intro. It's a pleasure to be on The Flex. Big fan of fantasysportstudios.com and The Flex, of course. So thank you for having me on today.
1: Oh, man, always a pleasure to have you on, dude. On today's show, we've got the final The Flex Fantasy Football Podcast 2018 NFL Mock Draft. We dive a little deeper into the NFL Draft with a little Destination Station Some Nostradamus prediction machine picks, but first, we're going to do a little 10 questions with our man here, Kevin, the fantasy voice of God, Casey. 10 questions. I got 10 questions for you, all right? All right, man, hit me. All right, let's run them down real quick. Number one, give me your favorite NFL team and player of all time.
0: You know, I'm glad that the uh, first question was such an easy one. It helps me, you know, kind of get warmed up, actually. Yeah, kind of uh, My favorite things. team, uh, the Chicago Bears, uh, close second, of course, the Chicago Cubs. My favorite player of all time that is so easy, it's almost uh, laughable. Walter Payton. Uh, I became friends with Walter uh, the last 10 years of his life, and uh, we became buddies. And my son is actually named after Walter. His name is Payton. So Walter Payton is my favorite player of all time. Oh, nice.
1: Sweetness. Yeah. You know, I recall, man, back in, was it 1998, 99, when he had that, uh was a liver cancer, I believe, right? When he passed away. Like, Correct. 18, yeah. 44 yes. or something, mm-hmm. man. He was a young guy. Man, I felt so bad for him when he was going through all that.
0: Yeah. He Just, used to come on my radio show quite a bit when I was in Chicago radio. And uh, we, like I said, we became friends and Wally and I uh, always uh, stayed in contact and hung out together. And, uh, you know, his passing was obviously very sad and Even uh, when I found out that we were having a child and it was a boy, I reached out to Connie and Walter's wife, Connie Payton, and said, you know, I'd like to name my son after Walter. And she gave me her blessing and even stuck his uh, pic from the website on the fridge of her house after uh, Payton was born. So it was uh, it was it was very cool. Yeah,
1: that is very cool. And his son went to uh, University of Miami, I believe, correct?
0: Yes, he did. Oh, he Jared did. And well. uh, I stayed in touch with Jared. And, yeah, he went. And he also uh, played uh, uh, professionally for the uh, Titans for a while under uh, Jeff Fisher. Oh,
1: damn. I was
0: not aware of that. Good for him. And he played uh, in NFL Europe as well.
1: Oh, yeah. Barcelona Dragons, Rainfire. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Moving on to this one, man. Number two. Other than the work you do on this show, of course. I mean, that's just a given. What has been your favorite project to work on?
0: <laughs> well, you're absolutely correct. You know, my work here uh, on the Flex as your image voice is is one of is my favorite. You know, I, I love sports <laughs> and it's something that I enjoy doing. You know, versus doing uh, audio books and sometimes some very training videos and you know, boring narration uh, pieces. You know, it's, it's hard to, uh, really kind of pinpoint because all my clients are kind of like my girlfriends, you know, I love all of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but if I had to pick one favorite project at this point in time, I would have to say, uh, the TV show that I narrate called in for low it's uh and you can find all the episodes right now on YouTube, um, in for low, uh, it's a, it's a, uh, reality, uh, Jeep show with these Jeeps go on these, uh, trails like, um calico valley and places like that and, and i'm a jeep owner and a jeep man if you will it's it's, it's a jeep thing and i'm also the voice of, of jeep nationally uh, commercial wise uh so i'd have to say in fort is my favorite project outside the flex at this point in time
1: i like that uh i like that analogy kevin didn't
0: realize you were a mormon well you know you, you have to be you know because yeah. uh, all your clients as a voiceover artist and, and owning a production company Where we, uh, you know, do everything from uh, training videos to audio books to radio and TV imaging to commercials. I mean, I do like 125 car commercials across the country. And we do a lot of stuff globally. I do a TV show in Australia and Google uh, recognition in Australia and things like that. So, you know, you, uh, you know, see old, uh, you know, you make everyone feel good about it and you build those relationships so you know they all my projects are my favorite projects and, and i approach each and every one with the same perfection and, and uh, work ethic and attitude as i do all of them so
1: absolutely man i know you definitely kill it everywhere all right moving on to this one here man what is your favorite u.s city and why
0: well that would be chicago that's a, another easy one i'm from chicago illinois and uh You know, I I love Chicago. Great memories. Even though I live in uh, the the greater St. Louis area now, uh, that wasn't the uh, plan when I put the business model together, but that's just how it kind of worked out. But Chicago is my favorite city and it's it's my hometown and uh, and it's a big sports town. I even have uh, some autographed pictures that hung in the wall of uh, Dick's uh, restaurant in my man cave here at my home. So uh, Chicago is my favorite city. Nice.
1: And that's why I didn't even bother asking Chicago deep dish in New York, man. I figured you're going right back
0: to Chicago. <laughs> Best pizza in the world. You know, everyone thinks it was created in Italy, but it's actually created in Chicago. You know, the city of Big Shoulders, the Windy City. All
1: right. Let's step it up a notch here. Would you consider yourself more of a motorboating kind of guy, uh, a milkman, if you will, or more of a jackhammer? cowboy up checking out some fine saddles put simply you an ass man or a breast guy
0: well i'll tell you kind of a funny story that'll answer that question uh, i think it was last week sometime uh, my business is on the third floor of my home so um every once in a while uh when I'm not here in the master studio, I have a man cave and kind of a workout area. Even though I, I go to a gym all the time, but anyway, uh, mm-hmm. when I do meamber upstairs from time to time to the other to the living quarters of the home, I'll walk through uh, our TV room, and my wife always is watching uh, something you know that would be considered, I guess, you know, a chick flick or a chick show or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. I know chick is not really probably a good word anymore, but just a uh, female-based <laughs> uh, demographic type program. And uh, uh, I walked so, by right. the other day, and and uh, something was on, and I just took a glance, a snapshot of, of what it was, and I'm like, oh, it's a Elizabeth Hurley, and she goes, uh, how did you know that? I'm like, I can never forget a great set of boobs, never forget <laughs> a great set of boobs. So I'm I'm a boob man, and I don't recommend you telling your wife, uh, uh, saying that comment in front of your wife. It didn't it didn't really go over very well, but but that was the truth.
1: I'm definitely more of an ass man myself, but I'd say, uh, oh, I'd say overall. I'm a solid mix of the two. Y- you know what? I'm I'm Clint Eastwood with an Evan Road speedboat. How about that? I don't even know if Evan Road is a quality motorboat engine or what have you, but uh, it's the only engine that I know for boats. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I will say, man, for y'all that don't know, when Kevin talks about third floor is where his studio is located. Kevin is actually living in the Sears Tower. Uh, actually owns that building. <laughs> so uh, yeah.
0: I I ironic that you would say that because I actually worked in the Sears Tower, which is now the Willis Tower, on floor 90 for uh, eight years. But let me tell you something. Uh, and I think most people don't realize this, but you know, when I would go to work, initially I would drive. And so I would drive and I'd pay nine bucks to park my car. this is in the 80s. I'd cross the street on the Adam side of the tower, and I would go in, and of course, you know, for the business aspect of the tower, You had to show your ID, which my ABC ID and everything. Of course, the guards there carried guns and everything. So you had to clear all through security, even at that time. And then you would go and you would uh, walk around the building, which, by the way, you've got to remember, this building covers like six city blocks. This is not, I mean, there's 88,000 people working in that building. And so you would take an elevator to to, to 33, an escalator to 34, an elevator to uh, 65, an escalator to 66. And then elevator to floor 90 and it opened up to the radio station. And that's, that was my day just going to work. Wow, man. And the fastest elevators in the world, by the way, your ears would pop if you weren't used to it.
1: Now you have a long history in radio, involved with radio for a long time now. So let me ask you this, man. What was the best celebrity interview that you've ever given as well as who was the biggest celebrity dickhead?
0: Well, you know, I've interviewed a lot of celebrities uh, in my broadcast career and uh, some I still stay in touch with and, and, and have felt, you know, friendships and relationships with. Uh, so I've, ha- I've had the uh, pleasure and blessing to uh, be able to speak to a lot of celebrities. I-, I would have to say, you know, honesty, probably my favorite and my best interview with a celebrity was uh, Brett Michaels, who was with Poison. And uh, Brett was just fantastic. Down to earth, really a, a great guy. And, and we're still friends to this day and we still talk. So, Brett Michaels would be my favorite celebrity interview. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as biggest celebrity dickhead, uh, there's several I could include Cher and Deborah Norville, but you know, the one that takes the cake that I have to see is the biggest mm-hmm. dickhead celebrity. And I really wouldn't even classify this person as a celebrity anymore. Uh, is actually from your neck of the woods. And uh, that would be Bob Greasy.
1: Okay. I thought you were going to go to Matt Sanders because he's uh, he's right up there as well.
0: Well, the reason I I, I interviewed Bob Greasy very early in my career, and he was just a, a dick to me. I mean, very rude, very disrespectful, and, and so you know it, you know, and his manager even came back after the interview and apologized. I said, well, the, the reason Bob was that way was because, well, he had an upset stomach. You know, and I had, like I said, I was only about three to four years into my professional career at that time. So it was, it was disrupting for me. But after that, I, I've never liked him. I and mean, if you would had been there, I mean, the on-air interview sounded fine, but it was when we are in the studio, you know, during uh, breaks that he was just a, a real little uh, bitch, if you will. Bitch of the week. Starts sobbing like a little bitch with a skinny and shit. <laughs>
1: It'd be really cool if you guys wouldn't tell people I scream like that. Oh, man. I really wish Jeff was here to hear that one. He's a huge Dolphins fan. I would just
0: love to hear him talk about that. Man. Tell Jeff I said that. Matter of fact, tell Bob I said that, too. So.
1: <laughs> right, right. Uh, I want to hit on Brett Michaels real quick, though, man. I've always wondered with Brett Michaels, have you ever seen what his hairline looks like, man? Because he's always got that bandana on. I always wonder if he's got like some Hulk Hogan stuff going on he's kind of bald on top and just lets it flow in the back.
0: Interior decorating. Do the curtains match the drapes? Well, I'll be honest with you, I, I've never seen Brett without his hat, that I can remember, and uh, I've uh, spent a lot of time with him. Uh, you know, the, quite honestly, it never really crossed my mind, you know? <laughs> I will tell you this, the women come out of the woodwork with this guy, and. Uh, the thing that, you know, and I, I've interviewed bigger stars, if you will, no, no disrespect to, to Brett, who's a very big star, you know, and, and I've interviewed a lot of celebrities over my course of, of broadcasting. And Walter Egan, who had the hit Magnet and Steel, would be up there as one of my favorite uh, people that I interviewed, celebrities that I interviewed as well. Uh, but with uh, Brett, you know, he uh, does so much for communities and he's so very charity minded. You know, a lot of, uh, especially in the rock and roll entertainment side, uh, they do a lot of talking and and they very seldom back it up. And what impressed me about uh, Brett Michaels the most was that that he even donated five grand to my my local charity, is that he backed it up.
1: Nice. All right. Most memorable or notable incident involving a celebrity?
0: Well, uh, (laughs) um, Gary Coleman comes to mind. Remember, Gary? May he rest in yes, peace. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Um, from different strokes. Yep. Uh, every Friday uh, when I did my radio show in Chicago, uh, we had a celebrity on. And it, it could be we have had we had Alice Cooper. We had Donny Osmond. We had every celebrity you could think of that would come on the show. And Gary Coleman was booked. And uh, first and foremost, at the last second, he canceled. Then it was rebooked, and he came back. And um, one of the things that uh, that we do that we did at that time was we'd have them picked up in a limo. I mean, it was first class all the way. We were a big show, and of course, we'd have the they had the option to listen to the station on the way in, so they could hear kind of what I was doing and what the show was about and stuff. And, and most did, but there was also some who did not. And one of the things that we would do when they would come on is we'd say, hey, did you listen to the show on your way in? And uh, what would you think? And, you know, if they didn't pinpoint anything or just said, oh, yeah, let's do it, sounded great, we knew they were lying. Well, at that time, uh, uh, Gary Coleman was coming in, and he was coming in with this guy, and I can't remember, they called him the Indian. It was Gary and the Indian, and they they had this record that they were promoting. Mm Mm-hmm. God-awful record. Just God-awful. You can imagine Gary Coleman and, and this real tall, skinny guy called the Indian. Singing. It was a musical record, uh, I take it? It was it was like a, a top 40 type, you know, teeny pop so, song.
1: Gary Coleman recording music tracks is almost on par with him participating in the NBA dunk contest. It makes absolute no sense. Have you heard that guy's voice? She's talking about, Willis?
0: You know, Gary, so this is what I did on the air. So uh, 30, 40 minutes before Gary is scheduled to be on the show. I go on the air to the listeners and I say, Hey, listen, we're going to ask Gary if you listen to the show. And if he says, Oh yeah, no problem. Then we're going to know he's lying because what we're going to do right now is we're going to play a song. Now we're going to play it right now. And I want you to tell me honestly what you think. So I do this. I, I, I execute that, uh, that promotion. Uh, and so people called in and they all hated it. So I went back on the air and I said, well, we all know it sucks. We know it has no no way in hell is it going to be played on. Even a radio station in, in Rose Beef, Indiana. But if we ask Gary, hey, did you listen to the show on the way in? And he goes, Oh yeah, sounds great, or whatever he may say, and he doesn't respond to the fact that we played his record. We know he's lying. So then I want to lie back to him. So after we play the record, I would like for you to call in and just just, you know, brag and say how great the song is, how great they are let's send this guy out with a big pan on his back and make him think he's got a hit on his hand. When quite obviously it's going to be a bomb. Okay. (laughs) Gary comes in with his Indian friend who's not an Indian, by the way, that's just his his name is Indian. And, uh, they come in, they sit down, they mic up and we chat a little bit. We get on the air and I'm like, Gary, so do you uh, listen to the show on the way yet? Oh yeah. Kev sounds great, man. Love the show. Listen to it every time I'm in Chicago. Love the show, love the show. So I knew he was lying. So at that point right. in time we did our Q and A, played his record, and my audience came through like champions. They all called in and raved about the uh, the record. And so Gary left with a big old smile and thinking he had a big hit on his on his hands. And of course I don't think anyone <laughs> ever played it again. So
1: you know, I it must not have because I had no idea Gary Clinton work <laughs> yeah. at all, man. Oh, man. I knew he hung out with Michael Jackson for a long time over that Neverland Ranch, but I guess nothing rubbed off on him there, man. Speaking of Gary Coleman and little people, Vern Troyer passed away the other day. Yeah, at 49. Can you believe that? Yeah. Well, that's actually pretty long for uh, little people. Is that... Not correct. I thought that
0: I, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I you know, that's something I, I haven't researched. I'm not very knowledgeable in that field. I just think that if anyone uh, passes that, that, young, it's, it's always sad. Oh, uh,
1: absolutely.
0: You know, I, I, did, I did like him in the Austin power movies. I, uh, I thought he was really good. You know, so I, I mean, of course you know, he didn't have that many speaking facts, but, but you know, you just say you hate to see it. You know, I, I had a friend recently just passed away a, a week and a half ago. Who was a, a radio friend of mine. And he was, uh, like 40 i don't know what's going on in the world today but it seems like people are dying younger it's just sad for for any loss of life
1: i think the most recent thing that i've seen him in was when vh1 had that show celebrity rehab dude was trying to kick a habit all right moving on to this one here what is your best moment as a sports fan and worst moment as a sports fan
0: well, uh, best moment is a tie, really. The 1985 Bears Super Bowl win over the uh, New England Patriots, was, and oh, that defense of the 85 60. Bears was just amazing. But two years ago when the Chicago Cubs won the World Series, I actually cried. So I would have to say that the, the Cubs winning the World Series uh, was really uh, my, uh, my best moment uh, uh, in, in sports. Um, you know, the worst moment as a sports fan was when I was freezing my ass off on the campus of University of Illinois, watching Illinois and Indiana play. Jeff George was the quarterback at the time. And uh, it was, uh it was, I've never been that cold in my life. I mean, never been that cold in my life. I mean, we'd have to stand in the bathrooms to get warm. And, and that that's why that made that the worst sports moment as a fan, because it, I just, it was freezing. I mean, it, unbelievably cold, so. That sticks in my mind. It's my worst sports fan moment.
1: See, I wasn't sure if you're going to go with uh, maybe 2003 Cubs with the whole Steve Bartman thing. Were you a Bartman hater? Uh,
0: you know, uh, you you know that you know. Once again, that's <laughs> uh, that, that's a long conversation. You know, you, you, you can go either way. But I mean, that you know that was uh, uh, a very disappointing moment in in uh, being a sports fan and being a Cubs fan. Yes. But, uh, you know, I think when they won the world series two years ago, a lot of the bad memories along with the GOAT was, was pretty much, uh, uh, wiped clean, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: All right. How about this one here? What is one of the most uncomfortable moments in your life?
0: Well, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty comfy guy, so I don't get too uncomfortable very often. I, I you know, if I had to pick anything and I had to say at my wedding, uh, you know, uh, you know, I, at the time I was doing a radio show and doing a, a, a TV show called Up Late with uh, Kevin Casey on the Fox. So I was obviously familiar with being in front of crowds and speaking, you know, public speaking. And uh, cause it's what I was doing, plus on the radio all the time. Uh, and so we're at our wedding and uh, go through the process, you know, exchange vows, the whole nine yards. And then for whatever reason, I just kind of froze. I just I paused. And finally, the, the pastor, rabbi, whatever the hell he was, said, uh, hey, dude, aren't you going to kiss the bride? And, and of course, everyone laughed at that point in time. It was kind of embarrassing for me because I totally just had, had just, you know, checked out for whatever reason at that moment in time. But when I looked at the crowd and said the laughter better stop or no one will get any booze, then, you know, I turned to applause and I kissed the bride and everything was uh, happy ever after.
1: Interesting. <laughs> uh, how about uh, tell me a time where you got revenge on someone?
0: You know, I know I, my, my answers are kind of boring. I'm sorry. I'm, no, no, I've, no, no, I've no, become no. this like boring person. I don't know why. What, what's happened? Not at what all. I used to think I was.
1: Oh, man. No, not lame. Oh, dude. The stories told on this show uh, is something else. I got to say. But no, nah, man, don't worry about it. It's all good, man. We're just we're just breaking you in like a baseball glove. Or Kevin Spacey's bedroom circa 1988, all in the same?
0: I used to think I was hip, but I think, uh, you know, I've, I've gotten boring.
1: Dude, you do all kinds of cool shit on a, on a regular basis.
0: You know, I'm not really a revenge person. And, and normally if someone does something to me, I let them know about it right at that point in time. I'm, I'm a more uh, in-your-face type of person. What I mean is I, I, I'm i very uh, forthright and honest about it. Anything and I don't mean in a negative, I'm not getting someone's face and scream or whatever, but if, it, if there's something you did that offended me or whatever, I definitely most certainly uh, uh, will let you know that I, I was not comfortable uh, with that. But as far as revenge goes, you know, honesty, remember the Bob Gracie story, bitch of the week, starts sobbing like a little bitch with a knee and shit. <laughs> It'd be really cool if you guys wouldn't tell people I scream like that. Yes. Well, you know, uh, like I said, that was early in my career. You know, some 20 years later or 15 years later in my career, uh, I was a corporate program director over, uh, I'm not going to say what network, but a very big network. And uh, I was over, when you're a corporate program director, you're over all the program sports. Whatever it may be, you know, radio show, so on and so forth. And guess who worked for our network in uh, the Miami uh, affiliate?
1: I'm guessing
0: Bob. None nicer. other. Yeah, Bob Greasy. I had him terminated the very next day.
1: <laughs> did you really?
0: <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah.
1: Well, there you go, man. That's yeah. perfect for <laughs> yeah. revenge right yeah. there. <laughs>
0: yeah. Did you give well, this you know, to you know, of like, You know, the old o- o- cliche <laughs> you better be nice to the people on your way up because you're going to see them on your way down. So, you know, you got to live by that philosophy.
1: Absolutely. We'll uh, close out here with an easy one for you. What is your favorite show on television all time and currently?
0: Well, I'm not a big TV watcher, first and foremost. And and when I do watch TV, I watch sports. I mean, obviously, the the Super Bowl, World Series, uh, NBA Championships, uh, uh, the Stanley Cup, uh, just to mention a few. uh, March Madness, of course, I, I love. But as far as TV show, which I'm thinking that you're, uh, referring to sitcoms, uh, um, I'd have to say WKRP in Cincinnati was my all time favorite sitcom on, on network TV, uh, when I was young. And uh, I think it influenced me a lot uh, going into the uh, radio, uh, and broadcasting field. Uh, but I love the show. I thought it was funny. I still watch it from time to time. And, uh, currently, you know, like I said, I don't watch very much, but I, I do, uh, every once in a while, watch uh, blacklist, uh, and, uh, a blacklist. And there's a current show. It's on okay. the air right now. I think it's on uh, either NBC or ABC. NBC. My wife's a big fan of that show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, oh, I, yeah, I kind, I, I kind of, I watch it with my wife. So it's one of the things that we, we do together that, that, you know, spending time together thing, you know?
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. I guess all, all in the family has got to be my all time favorite. You'll never <laughs> see a show hilarious. like that ever again on television. <laughs>
0: Oh, Archie Bucker. Yeah, that'll never exist again. Yeah, that, no. that character was, uh, was, was was amazing. Yeah, and, and and I don't mean that in a negative way. I'm not uh, endorsing it by any means right. that, uh, at all. But I'm just saying, yeah, on the Family, is, you know, and Happy Days and some of those older shows. Gilligan's Island, you know, I, I got to, it, Don Wells would be one of my, in my top five as far as interviews as well as far as celebrities. I mean, when I was a kid, I'd watch Gilligan's Island when I'd come home from school.
1: Don Wells, he's
0: the skipper. It had been, it been in syndication for years. Don Wells was Mary
1: Oh, 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 okay. Okay.
0: And I got to, she came on my show and I got to meet her and she was promoting at the time her Don Wells Gilligan islands, uh, coconut pie cookbook. And, uh, she was, uh, she was really cool, really cool. And I matter of fact, I interviewed her several times. And she you know lives what? in uh, Reno, Nevada. And uh, she was just fantastic. And, and she cut me, uh, she recorded, laid down a track for our show. At the time, my, my sidekick, his name was Kojak. So it was uh, Kevin Casey with Kojak on WLS. But anyway, um, so she cut, she laid down a track for us. And <laughs> it, it, it just right off the cuff, I mean, completely ad lib. She got in front of the microphone, everything's rolling, and she goes, Hi, this is Don Wells. You may know me better as Marianne, Gilligan's Island. When I'm in Chicago, I always listen to Kevin and Kojak. They're my little buddies. Because oh, she would always yeah. call Gilligan and the skipper her little buddies, or Gilligan her little buddy. So it was, it was oh god, it was just a great track.
1: You know, I, I always thought Marianne was hotter than Ginger on that show.
0: A lot of people did, not, and I would definitely go with her. I tell you what, when we when when she was in the studio, she looked very hot then too. She still looked good, even even though she she had aged. Age she will, looked, huh? she was very beautiful. Nice.
1: All right, man. So you ready to do some uh, NFL draft talk here?
0: Yeah, I'll talk a little draft with you. Sure. All right.
1: The NFL Draft kicks off tomorrow night. We've got a few segments lined up pertaining to the NFL Draft and fantasy football. And right now, we're going to go to a segment we'd like to call here at the Flex Fantasy Football Podcast. Intrigued?
0: Or who gives a shit? Intrigued? Or who gives a shit?
1: I'm going to run down a list of 10 names. You tell me if you're intrigued by this player, moving on to the next level, playing at the next level. Or if he's just another guy, and who really gives a shit? Are you ready?
0: Yeah, go ahead. Hit me, man.
1: Josh Allen, quarterback from Wyoming, projected top three pick.
0: No, I don't like that, no.
1: Same here. All right, Josh Rosen, quarterback from UCLA. Uh,
0: I think there's a possibility that – I think if he's there at number three, uh, I think the Jets will take him. Yeah, I I can live with – I think he's the most NFL-ready quarterback out there right now.
1: I agree with all that, and I agree with the Jets taking him as well. All right, Baker Mayfield, quarterback from Oklahoma.
0: You know, I like Mayfield. I like his attitude. I know a lot of people don't because he's kind of a, a you know a rebel, and you know they, they compare him with Johnny Manziel, even though I think that's an unfair comparison. Uh, I think he would be a great fit for New Orleans to uh, succeed or, or you know pass the torch from Drew Brees. But at the same time, you know, I have a feeling it just depends on how how the draft goes. I like Mayfield. I think if the the Giants grab a quarterback or if they grab Barkley, I think you're going to see Buffalo move up with the uh, Browns at number four and grab Mayfield.
1: I like it. I love Mayfield. To me, he's the best quarterback in the draft, in my opinion. But I'm right there with you, man. Everything you just said, I'm in complete agreement. We're on the same page today. I like it. I think the Cardinals are going to trade up with the Colts, and they're going to take Baker Mayfield. Well, I think the Bills trade up as well. I think the Bills are going to go up and trade with the Broncos, but I think the Bills are going to take Josh Allen at pick five.
0: I think, Jackson, I think the Cardinals are going to trade up too. It's just whether or not Buffalo can leapfrog them. Because, you know, there a lot of people have predicted that the Dolphins are going to grab Mayfield at 11 if, he's, if he stays on the board that long. So.
1: I don't think he's going to be there. I think people are going to get too antsy. Somebody's going to pull the trigger and move up. I believe when they see those projected top three quarterbacks off the board, somebody's going to pull the trigger for sure. How about
0: yeah, Lamar Jackson? Yeah, I think Jackson? you're right. They're too they're too nervous and they need they're they're quarterback hungry right now.
1: Absolutely. What do you think of uh, Lamar Jackson, quarterback from Louisville?
0: You know, I like him. I know there's a lot of uh, scuttlebutt on him. You know, the, and the, I know they wanting to change positions and uh, kind of like they did with Tebow and and wanting to. Do something else, but I think that if the Cardinals are not able to trade up or make the moves they want to make, and he's there, I think the Cardinals will grab him. But I, I think someone will pick him up somewhere in in the first round. I, I, I you know, maybe not. Maybe he'll fall to the second round. Uh, but you know, once again, you you never know until you get into the NFL how you're going to be. I mean, he's he's you know he's definitely not your traditional pocket passer. Uh, he's more of a runner. His accuracy is not as uh, as good as a lot of the quarterbacks in the draft. So, um, but I admire the kid for sticking with the position and not being willing to, you know, as Tebow uh, had done, not willing to become a tight end or a wide receiver.
1: Again, I agree with you. I like Lamar Jackson as well. I mean, he's been compared to a right handed throwing Michael Vick. Definitely got talent. Right. Won the Heisman Trophy two years ago. Right. I like him. Lamar Jackson is a talent that just doesn't come around too often. But he is high risk, high reward. I like him. How about Sonny Michelle, running back from Georgia?
0: I think he's a good running back. I, I think there's a lot of great running backs in the draft this year, and that's what makes it so interesting. Because even if you don't, uh, you know, get Barkley, uh, Barkley, yeah. you know, you've got some choices, and I think he's most certainly one of them.
1: I agree. How about uh, how about his teammate Nick Chubb, running back Georgia?
0: Once again, you know, uh, I think they did a really good job as a one-two punch for uh, uh, for the uh, the dogs there. I, I You know better than me, but it, the draft looks very running back rich, very wide receiver poor, and quarterback rich right now. And, and obviously mm-hmm. some good defensive players and offensive uh, guards and stuff in there. And uh, so, you know, once again, there's a lot of uh, teams out there that are looking for a good running back. And all the teams now are going to, which fantasy players hate, going to two, you know, running backs, you know, going to that two running back set where they're rotating or whatever. And, and instead of having a featured back.
1: How about some uh, wide receivers here? we got Calvin Ridley, the presume, presumably number one wide receiver from Alabama. Let me think about Ridley.
0: I think he's the top receiver in the draft. I think he'd be a great compliment if the Cardinals draft. And, you know, I think he'd be just fantastic compliment Larry Fitzgerald. I mean, uh, you know, and, and so you take a lot of pressure off Fitzgerald. I think out of uh, all the wideouts in the class, um, he has the best chance to become a, a number one wide receiver in the league pretty quickly.
1: I kind of compare him to Golden Tate a little bit. I mean, they're kind of similar style players. How about uh, Cortland Sutton, the big wide receiver from SMU?
0: A big target is always uh, always important. Uh, and once again, it's going to depend on, on your needs. But uh, absolutely, you know, from what I have got to see up now. And uh, from what I've heard through different channels, uh, yeah, yeah, I could see him going. Uh, you know, like I said, I think it's a, it's a very uh, uh, a dry wide receiver draft this year. So I, I would say he he would be up in the top three like that, yes.
1: Yeah, I think he actually goes in the first round to Dallas. I think Dallas is going to replace Des Bryant with this guy here. I think this is the kind of player they need in that team. And i uh, got two more guys here I want to run through real quick. you got Christian Kirk, wide receiver, Texas A&M. His nickname in college was Baby Beckham because with inconsistent quarterback play at Texas A&M, he was still pretty productive. Smaller guy, projects as a typical slot wide receiver in the NFL. But what do you think about Christian Kirk?
0: I I like him because I think he also brings speed to the game. And anytime, even out out of the slot, if you can stretch it a little bit, uh, it's always going to be a plus to an offense, Uh, especially with an offense that also has a, a good running game. Uh, but, you know, I, I think he's got good ha- good hands. He seems to be uh, a good route runner, seems to be open when, when he needs to be. So, yeah, I, I, I could most certainly see him going in the first round. Like, like I said, I, I think, you know, it's very uh, wide receiver poor in the 2018 draft this year.
1: Yeah, for sure. And then the last one here I want to hit on real quick is Hayden Hurst, the playmaking tight end out of the University of South Carolina. What do you think about
0: Hayden Hurst? Well, I do like Hurst. No question about it. And really, I was thinking that possibly that the the Saints would end up, you know, maybe grabbing Mayfield or trading up to get Mayfield because he's definitely not going to be there when they pick at 27. So with that being said, I think Hayden Hurst uh, out of South Carolina will be uh, drafted by the Saints. I think he's a perfect fit for that Saints offense. I think he can open up the field for Michael Thomas and serve as another weapon for Drew Brees. So I don't all the boxes are checked. Yes, on that one.
1: Yeah, we're right on the same page there as well, man. Because I'll tell you, I have I'm going one pick ahead to the Atlanta Falcons at 26. But I, I my two teams I think are going to take him are either the Falcons or the Saints. I think one of those two teams are going to end up with Hurst for sure.
0: I, for some reason, I feel the Falcons are going to take the other Hurst, the defensive tackle. But I, I you know, I could, Over you know, Reese. once again, it, it, you never know. I mean, and once again, this is barring no trades or anything, shaking everything up. I think the big thing's going to be the Giants are going to set the tone. I think if the Giants take Barkley, then I think you're going to see a Buffalo trade with Cleveland. And Cleveland's going to, because once again, there's so many good, it's a running back rich draft. So, I mean, once again, you never know what's going to happen until the draft starts and all the trades are going to be made and so on. Right.
1: Have a little Destination Station, man? I'm going to throw my Nostradamus hat on on this one.
0: Fire up the prediction machine. Old Prediction. Destination Station.
1: Time for Destination Station. And this one's for Dynasty purposes here as well. I'm going to throw out some talented upcoming rookies. And I'm going to give you the team that I think is the best fit and where I think they're going to end up by the end of the weekend. And feel free to pipe in any thoughts you have on these I'm about to run through right now. If they're good fits here. All right, so Saquon Barkley, I definitely have going to the Giants. Sonny Michelle, I have going to the Denver Broncos. Uh, they have the Denver Broncos trading up with Philadelphia in round one, pick 32, to take Michelle out of Georgia. You think that's a uh, you buying that move for Denver?
0: Yeah, I do. I think it's a great fit for Denver. and I think it's a great piece to rebuild with. Yes.
1: Yeah, I think so. because the release of C.J. Anderson, I mean Jamal Charles is gone there now. I mean they have uh, that one tool bag over there. Devontae Booker. Garbage. Anyway, Darius Geis, LSU. I have him going to the Tampa Bay Bucks. Nick Chubb going to the Jets. on Johnson. I think the Colts are going to end up with him. Ronald Jones, the second. Big running back from USC. I have him going to Washington. Rashad Penny from San Diego State. I have him being picked up by the Raiders. Kalen Ballage, running back. Arizona State, 6'2", 228. Big boy. Runs a 4'4", 6'40". I have him going to the Miami Dolphins. Jalen Samuels, running back, North Carolina State. I think this guy could be the next Alvin Kamara, 2.0. Have the Ravens picking him up. And I think the Patriots are going to pick up uh, the Alabama running back, Bo Scarborough, kind of a big, slow guy. But uh, Alabama players, that whole connection with Saban and Belichick. I mean, the Patriots, I think, are going to definitely take a running back because they lost Deion Lewis. None of the other guys that have in their roster can stay healthy. I think Scarborough's a
0: the guy they pick up there. He's kind of a LeGarrette Blunt-style player anyway. I was thinking maybe they would, uh, Patriots would look at tight end, that tight end for Penn State.
1: Yeah, Penn State tight end, uh, Mike
0: Gesicki. Kind of almost goes along with Gronk, doesn't it? I mean, because I think, you know, Gronk has been unhealthy, a lot of injuries, and of course, there's talk about maybe possibly retiring and then the WWE, and I just don't think it sets well with Belichick. and. I think they need him for this season for sure, but I, I I wouldn't be surprised. Not that I disagree with you. I'm just saying I wouldn't be surprised if they drafted that tight end out of Penn State at 31. And that's if they don't move up, you know, or, or move back. So we'll see.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a strong possibility for sure. And you got Gronk who continues to distance himself. I mean, just the other day, he was on TV doing uh, some motocross, like uh, dirt bike stuff, you know? So he's definitely got some other interests he's looking to explore. I think this could most likely be his last year in the NFL.
0: Too many injuries. Well, most yeah. of them do. I mean, you know, and, and and you can't really blame them for that. They have to prepare for life after football. Most of them, you know, move in the direction of broadcasting. Uh, so, I mean, look how many yeah. former uh, NFL players are broadcasters now, you know, in, in, in today's world. So, yeah, yeah, I, I think he's most certainly looking ahead, too.
1: Yeah, for sure. And spe- speaking of former NFL players looking to become broadcasters, I'm trying to get Willie Rofe, Hall of Fame offensive lineman, Saints and Chiefs, Trying to get him to uh come on board, man, to Fantasy Sports Studios, you know. We've been talking about it for the past really the past year, but um Verdict still out on that one. Yeah. So I wanna hear back on his final answer on that one. He keeps kinda he's kinda teetering on the fence. Like one day he'll be like, Yeah, let's go do it. The other day uh, another day he's like, Oh man, but I got this project <laughs> going on, this project going yeah. on.
0: But yeah, I've had experience to, of that. You know, it it, it, like like I said in earlier in the conversation, I talked to a lot of uh, celebrities and a lot of athletes, you know, being in Chicago and having access. So, you know, I got to, you know, interview and meet Michael Jordan. Uh, I used to have this segment on my show back in the day called The World According to McMahon. And Jim McMahon mm-hmm. uh, would come on the show at uh, oh, 720. And uh, we, you know, set up a studio at his house so he wouldn't, all he'd do is just get out of bed and walk over, sit down and talk. You know, he didn't have to, you know, come down to our studios, none of that. And he consistently missed shows. I mean, so much so that we had to eventually just let him go and put doing the segment. So I understand what you're saying, you know, and and, and yeah, I think that would be uh, definitely an added, added plus. I, I got to tell you, you know, something that really surprised me this, this past NFL season, the one thing that surprised me the most uh, was after Tony Romo retired and it was uh, made known to the to the sports world and and to the world period that Tony was going to be with Jim Nance doing the play by play as the main team, I think it was on CBS and of course uh, Bill Sims was out, which I was okay with that. Phil was very vanilla. But uh, I really thought you know, as a you know former broadcaster, I thought, oh my God, how can you stick a guy with no experience? you know, into as your number one team. And I thought that was going to be a major cluster. And uh, I was completely wrong. I thought Tony did one hell of a job this year. His, the way he articulated the game, the inside knowledge, and and, and the way he was able to uh, relate the game to the average viewer or listener, I thought was just outstanding. Uh, So I I was very surprised that Tony Romo thought he did a hell of a job.
1: Yeah, he was fantastic. And, Speaking on retired quarterbacks uh, or players as a whole, who were transitioning to broadcasting, when Jay Cutler uh, retired from the Bears, he got a job doing games at like Fox, I believe it was, and I was like, "What a friggin' nightmare that's gonna be, man! How the hell did Fox hire this guy?" This, yeah, don't you know, face
0: this. This would be this little, would be oh. Jay. Yeah, this would be Jay Cutler calling the game. You know, uh, the play runs in about uh, eight seconds after the play's over. You know, Jay would go. Well, I guess they didn't make it. I mean, that's the kind of excitement Jay would bring to the to the program.
1: I mean, good thing Adam Gase reached out and offered him a job last year because uh, I don't know what the hell they were thinking bringing him on. I don't know.
0: Well, he may end up with one this year because I don't think the Dolphins are going to re-sign him, are they? No, they're not. He's done. He's done. Yeah. 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 As he should be. He should go ahead and oh, retire. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. All right, just a couple more here. Uh, tight ends, Hayden Hurst, South Carolina. I think he's going to the Falcons or the Saints. I got a 1A, 1B here, but definitely first round, pick 26 or 27. Mark Andrews, tight end, Oklahoma. Another big boy, 6'5", 250, 4'6", 7'40", as well, like Hurst. I had the Seahawks picking him up, kind of a replacement for Jimmy Graham. And I actually had the Patriots taking Dalton Schultz, the 6'5", 244 guy. All right, let's do one more rundown with you before I get to my final 2018 NFL mock draft.
0: The fantasy stock market. Buy, sell, hold.
1: All right, the fantasy stock market. Buy, sell, or hold. Buying on this guy. you selling on this guy, man. Are you holding, just staying pat on this guy? So Des Bryant will rebound with over 1,000 yards receiving and eight or more touchdowns in 2018. I'll oh, hold on, that. Sean McCoy will finish 2018 as a top 12 fantasy running back.
0: Uh, I, I don't think so. I, I, I don't think so. I think he, he's got a lot of traction, you know. Uh, so is, would that be a hold then, I guess?
1: That'd be a sell right there. Selling, selling okay. that guy. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I think McCoy, you know, he's kind of getting long on the tooth. He's got a lot of mileage. A.J. McCarron's I, coming I, in there. They have absolutely nobody to take pressure off McCoy. They got no offensive weapons on that team.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't draft him on my fantasy team. Uh, You know, there would have been a time I would have been thrilled to have Shady, you know, but I I wouldn't draft him this upcoming season. And the Lions are just too up and down. I mean, they're just too all over the road. And, And, you know, they get a new coaching staff. And, you know, who knows?
1: It was reported that Tom Brady will, in fact, play in 2018. And with that said, he should definitely be the second or third fantasy quarterback drafted in upcoming drafts.
0: You know, he's lost uh, most of his weapons with Anadola, who went down to Miami, and, uh, uh, you know, Cooks, they traded to the Rams. They're going to desperately need Gronk. But, you know, Brady uh, keeps himself in shape. He takes really good care of himself. So, yeah, I'll I'll go with that. I think he'll be a top-three quarterback.
1: I think he will be. I'll buy that one. I think he's going to be drafted second or third, or second or third quarterback taken. However, I, it won't be me taking him because the last six weeks of the season, 2017, of the regular season, I should say, man, he struggled. He lost a lot of teams in the playoffs. He lost right. games, I should say, for players, teams in the playoffs. Killed the defense right. team last year. So for that reason, Yeah, I'm not a, a,
0: yeah, I'm not. A, Tom's okay. I mean, I, I, you can't take away his accolades. I mean, he's a, a five-time Super Bowl winner and, and uh, record setter and uh, considered one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game. Some say the best to ever play the game. My agent, who's from Boston, who lives in New York City, is just uh, a diehard, uh, you know, Tom Brady fan. Tom, you know, Tom—he worships at the Brady uh, Church of uh, of worship. You know, he, he he can do no wrong. So, but I do think that this will be Tom's last year. I really think this will be it for Tom Brady this this last season, twenty eighteen. I,
1: I think so as well. I think it was so dumb to sell uh, to trade away Jimmy Garoppolo like they did. But uh, since you well, say some, some Belichick wants him out, so. Yeah, well, uh, Robert Kraft, the owner. Yeah. Oh, well, Belichick wouldn't mind Brady leaving at this point. That's for sure.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, Bel- Belichick wanted to get rid of Brady and keep uh, right Jimmy, which Garoppolo. my daughter is a good friend of Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, but yeah, he's uh, in Illinois, it, yeah. Kraft, you know, obviously, uh, you know, overruled that. So it'll be interesting. I mean, you know, I I don't know. You know, you know, you're not inside the Patriots facility or locker room, so You don't know what the relationship is between Belichick and Brady, but. Every uh, radio talk show right now, sports talk show, will tell you, and TV talk show on all the TV networks and the motherships and all that will tell you that you know there's a, a rift between the two. So we'll find out in 2018.
1: Now that Cam Meredith is a member of the New Orleans Saints, no longer the Chicago Bears, he should be drafted as a wide receiver two in fantasy drafts.
0: Well, with Drew Brees back at quarterback, man, it, it's hard to, you know, my, my best friend uh, in the world is a, is a diehard Saints fan, and and, and I'm, I'm a big Drew Brees fan. I got to meet Drew, I uh, uh, watched him play when he was at Purdue in West Lafayette, Indiana, and uh, was able to uh, talk with Drew and uh, had Drew on my show several times and really, really great guy. Oh, yeah. Love Drew Brees. Once again, a really big community guy, big charity guy, big hearted man. Uh, hell of an arm, hell of a quarterback. Even though you know he was considered short, so I think any receiver that, that that may be a one, two, or three, you know, with Drew Brees as your quarterback, you always have a chance. You're you're gonna you're gonna average some fantasy points week to week when uh, Drew Brees is throwing the ball to you. So yeah, I, I would buy.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm buying it. I like Cam Meredith a lot. I think he's a big playmaker. I think he's gonna take pressure off of Michael Thomas. I think it's gonna open up a lot of things for that offense. And Cam Meredith with, I believe, who was it? Matt Barkley, quarterbacking for the Bears when uh, Meredith was on the field two years ago, right? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah well, He looked good, man. Let's talk about all the quarterbacks for the Bears. Uh, you know, since Jimmy Mack, there, there's been, uh, yeah. And, you know, I, I will give Mike Tomzak a little credit. Mike and I uh, actually went to high school together. Still, with that, with that being said, I think, you know. Uh, with the Saints and, and and Drew Brees being the the quarterback that, that he is, and I and I think he's you know one of the best to ever play the game as well. Uh, oh, I so uh, yeah, uh, it, you know not only uh, would he be a great target, but I mean in my opinion, Drew Brees just reads the defense probably better than any quarterback that I, I've been able to, to watch play live or on TV. He really understands how it all works, and and he can find the open man, and he's not a – maybe Dallas was with Bryant where they were always trying to feed him the ball, or even back in the day when the Patriots were always going to Randy Moss. Breeze, he spreads that ball around. He he doesn't care who catches it or who scores the touchdown as long as the offense scores and moves. And so I, I think it's a great opportunity.
1: Yeah, he is damn good. Drew Brees, probably my second favorite quarterback of all time, man. All right, last one. C.J. Anderson will sign somewhere as a feature back. Anything left in the tank for C.J. Anderson?
0: I don't know where he's going to end up. You know, depending on what team he lands on, they're a run-oriented team and going to run the ball. Even though I don't know if C.J., he had over 1,000, hit, what, 1,100 yards last year. So, uh, I guess, in a way, he proved he could be a feature back. But, but I'm not completely sold on, on uh, C.J. Anderson anymore. I think, you think it's, again, like shady subtraction there.
1: Do you think wherever he signs, he'll be the feature back there?
0: I don't know that. It, dep- it depends on the team. If it's a team that doesn't really have an outstanding back out of their combination, you know, the backfield, is standing out, then I think most certainly there's an opportunity he could be. But if he signed with someone that uh, with a team that already has a running back that could be a featured back or a two back combination. Uh, then no, I, I think he, he would be, a, you know, a rotator at best. Like I said, I, I don't. He, he's not on my radar to draft on my fantasy team this upcoming season.
1: It feels like he's old, been around for a while. He's only 27 years old. And he's got an extensive injury history, though. I don't think he's going to sign anywhere as a featured back. But I think he's he's given an opportunity to compete for one.
0: Well, basically, you would have a plethora of uh, choices before you would ever get to C.J. Anderson. I'll give you my top five destinations
1: for C.J. right here, okay? I think the number one spot for him to go, I think, is Indianapolis, followed by Tampa, then Philly, then Baltimore, then Miami. But I think he's going to one of those top five. The Flex 2018
0: Mock Draft.
1: All right, time to jump into the Flex Fantasy Football 2018 Final NFL Mock Draft. Here we go. 1 through 32. We got some mock trades involved. Let's get at it, man. Number one, the Cleveland Browns with the first overall pick. They're going to take Sam Darnold, quarterback, USC. Number two, the New York Giants. They're not straying far from the pack in this one, man. Saquon Barkley, running back, Penn State. Number three, the New York Jets getting their man of quarterback. They're taking Josh Rosen, quarterback, UCLA. Number four, Cleveland Browns. They're going to stand pad, man. They need to add a pass rusher to that defense. And they're going Bradley Chubb from North Carolina State. Number five, the Denver Broncos selecting nobody because they're going to trade back with the Buffalo Bills who are going to select Josh Allen, quarterback from Wyoming. Number six, The Arizona Cardinals are going to trade up with the Indianapolis Colts, and they're going to select my man, Baker Mayfield, from Oklahoma. Number seven, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I got them going with Derwin James, local boy, cornerback, Florida State. Number eight, your Chicago Bears here. Got them going with Quentin Nelson, the big guard from Notre Dame. Number nine, San Francisco 49ers. Got them going Tremaine Edmonds. Defensive and outside linebacker hybrid from Virginia Tech. Number 10, I got the Oakland Raiders. New regime, John Gruden, Oakland Raiders. Got them selecting Minka Fitzpatrick, safety from Alabama. Number 11, Jeff and Worms, Miami Dolphins. Got them going with Calvin Ridley, wide receiver, Alabama. Number 12, the Denver Broncos, who... Traded back with the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills would normally pick here. Got the Denver Broncos selecting Denzel Ward, cornerback, Ohio State. 13, Washington Redskins. Got them going with Roquan Smith, linebacker, Georgia. 14, Green Bay Packers. Got them going with Joshua Jackson, cornerback, Iowa. 15, the Indianapolis Colts, because they traded back with the Cardinals. Got them going with Mike Hughes. Cornerback, UCF. Undefeated, UCF. Mm, mm, mm. How did they not make the change? I don't know. Moving on. 16, Baltimore Ravens. Got them going with my guy here, Rashawn Evans, linebacker, Alabama. 17, Los Angeles Chargers. Got them shoring up the offensive line with Mike McGlinchey. Offensive tackle from Notre Dame. 18. Seattle Seahawks got them going with Marcus Davenport. Defensive and outside linebacker hybrid from UTSA. Number 19. The Dallas Cowboys they're going to replace Dez Bryant with Cortland Sutton wide receiver SMU. Number 20. Detroit Lions going with Vita Vey. Defensive tackle Washington. 21. Cincinnati Bengals and they're going to Kick Andy Dalton's ass to the curb.
0: Kick his ass to the curb. Because
1: they're going with Lamar Jackson, quarterback from Louisville. That's right, 21st overall in the draft tomorrow night. Number 22, the Denver Broncos, who have also acquired this pick from Buffalo in that trade-up. They select Deron Payne, defensive tackle, Alabama. 23, the New England Patriots going with Jair Alexander cornerback Louisville athletic freak 24 Carolina Panthers or the Carolina Christians or Jesus people or whatever you want to call it because they're going with another Christian Christian Kirk wide receiver Texas A&M 25 the Tennessee Titans got them going with Harold Landry D and outside linebacker Boston College beastly of a man 26 Atlanta Falcons got them going with Hayden Hurst, tight end, South Carolina. 25-year-old rookie who gave up baseball officially just a few months ago. 27, New Orleans Saints. Got them shoring up the offensive line. Colton Miller, left tackle, UCLA. 28, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Got them taking a flyer here. They're going with Arden Key. D ends outside linebacker LSU. A lot of talent from this guy. They lost Ryan Shazier tragically this past year to that horrific hit man. He's doing, still recovering with the spinal cord injury. I think Arden Key is a guy that can plug in and play as long as his mind's right. I think he could be a star in this league. Twenty nine, the Jacksonville Jaguars got them going with Will Hernandez, guard UTEP. Thirty, Minnesota Vikings, Connor Williams. Left tackle, Texas. 31, New England Patriots. Layton, Layton Vander Esch, linebacker, Boise State. And number 32, I had the Denver Broncos trading up with the Philadelphia Eagles, whom whom I do not expect to draft tomorrow night. I have the Broncos coming up there to acquire Sonny Michelle, running back, Georgia. C.J. Anderson, replacement. Some close calls in the first round. I think Orlando Brown this is a guy that's kind of on the borderline there. Darius Geis, running back LSU. Could be interesting if Baltimore decides to go running back, which I don't think they will. And there you have it. That is the final 2018 NFL mock draft. Kevin, I'm very happy to hear that you guys are bringing back the sports spin. That's starting up next week, correct?
0: Yeah, we plan to uh, get back into the the mix with that. Uh, it just uh, we took some time off because my uh, my session load has just been uh, uh, asinine uh, over the last year. But I've I've kind of cut back a little bit and kind of uh, got it uh, more scheduled. And uh, yeah, we're going to pick that up hopefully by next week. So with the draft being tomorrow, our first spin will be a recap of the twenty eighteen NFL Draft from Dallas.
1: Nice, and it's going to be you and Vince Brown still.
0: Well, uh, I'm talking with Vince. I'm also talking with Pat Booth, who's a a radio personality at Y98 here in in, in St. Louis and KMOX, which is a big sports station here in the market. So, uh, you know, definitely it'll be me, but I'm still in negotiations with the two of those, seeing which one's going to be more than the other. So, yeah.
1: Nationally syndicated throughout all the major broadcasting platforms. It's going to be on iHeartRadio. It's going to be on TuneIn. It's going to be on... Apple Music, Google Play Music, Stitcher, you name it, it'll be on there. The Sports Spin with Kevin Casey and whomever that comes on board. Vince Brown,
0: that, <laughs> but play, uh, A player to be named later, yeah.
1: yeah. Yes, absolutely. Still, still making acquisitions. For those who prefer to get their sports news and insight all in 10 minutes or less, Kevin, dude, you put a spin on the hottest sports stories like a pro pool player. Just throwing some English on it, man. Check out the Sports Bin. Visit fantasysportstudios.com for more information, as well as when the Sports Bin will be re released in its new format. I love it. I'm excited to have it back on, man. Really looking forward to
0: it. Thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you so much for being so nice. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, the format of the show, I, I, I plan to keep it the, the, the same as it was, uh, you know, formatically, Just talking uh, talking football, you know, I'm talking fantasy football. And, and, and uh, you know, that's really the sport I like to talk about the most, but it doesn't mean we won't touch on any NBA or whatever the breaking news may be at the time, obviously, where we, we will discuss that topic.
1: Yeah, pretty much breaking down the headlines. I love it. All right, man. Anything else you want to say before we get out of here?
0: No, man, I'm good. Thank you so much for having me on the show. It's my first time on the Flex, and uh, gosh, thanks so much. I'm very honored.
1: Hey, thank you, man. We'd love to have you on again,
0: man. Always great talking to you, buddy. Anytime, Chris. Just reach out. I'd love to be back on again. Thank you. All right, man.
1: We will recap the 2018 NFL Draft next week. We're going to jump into some Dynasty League drafts as well. We're going to do a little rank them answer a little mailbag send all mailbag questions to Flex at FantasySportsStudios.com Enjoy the NFL draft
0: have a great weekend and we'll talk to you soon See ya! Thank you for listening to another episode of The Flex Subscribe on iTunes and Google Play Music Visit FantasySportsStudios.com to get your fantasy sports fix and interact with the show Email the show at the Flex at fantasy